Hello, friends, and welcome to the Wedding Tea Podcast. This is your bridesmaid, Ashley. And Kristen, broadcasting from the Arclight venue in Oregon City. Yay! <laughs> welcome. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, first things first. Has Jake asked you yet? Not yet. Still no ring. Mm. But, like, things are feeling... I feel like we're engaged. Like, <laughs> honestly... It feels, I don't know, this whole week seems to take, like, a turning point where we're already talking about, like, dates. Yeah. And specifics and deposits. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and you guys have been saving for your ring for yeah, a while. Yeah, we so, know it's happening. Yeah. It's just, man, them things is expensive. Yeah. I have expensive taste. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to figure out how to get you a wedding that makes you feel good and mm-hmm. without spending a whole ton of money so exactly <laughs> yes. and obviously people who want certain or have certain tastes like it's harder to like reduce their budget and expenses mm-hmm. depending on what they want like if they want like a very formal indoor wedding then that's obviously going to cost more than like you're thinking right now of doing like a casual wedding at a girl scout camp which is really pretty and but like keeping things kind of simple yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, cool. I hope that um, we are able to start planning your wedding full bore soon so we can talk about it on this podcast. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but today we're going to talk about guest lists. Ooh. ooh. Yeah. That's a hot button topic. Yeah, so it is a challenging thing to do. Yes. And there's a lot of things to consider when you're making your guest list, and it's kind of one of the first things that you have to do because you have to have a venue that's going to work for your group size. Well, yeah, and I feel like most couples, when they get engaged, they already ideally know, like, do we want a big wedding or do we want a small wedding? Mm -hmm. Like, it's usually that. Or do we want a a, a elope, Mm -hmm. just the two of us? So I feel like that's always something that they're already – they already kind of know, but I don't think until they sit down and have the, like, full conversation, they realize, like, how drastically, like, their headcount affects the whole wedding. Yeah. Well, so you were originally thinking that you wanted to do, like, an elopement or micro-style wedding. Yeah. But now you're thinking that you might have 200 guests, which is a large <laughs> wedding. Maybe more. I don't know. <laughs> We've got a big family, and, like, it just, it feels like I'm the oldest of my family of my siblings and like the I I might be the first to get married I don't know <laughs> kind of uh anyway <laughs> not unless Kara just slides right in she somehow. might I don't care I mean you do you yeah but if she <laughs> if she were to do that though she probably would have uh, an elopement or even, oh yeah. yeah she her and Casey were actually talking about like they're just gonna do it some random day in Angela my cousin Angela's backyard and mom and dad I mean nobody will be there yeah which I'm like, mm, sad, but, like, whatever, I understand. Yeah. Get it done. Yeah, well, and they, if that's what they want, then that's what they should do. Exactly. Like, don't do it for other people. No, absolutely not. It's between you <clears throat> and the person that you're marrying. And, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, my family, we do things big. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Well, you have, like, you have a lot of family, and you're, like, oh really God. close. Like, yeah, your whole family is. Super close. And, like, our friends are, are they are 
sometimes more family than actual blood. Like, mm-hmm. and my parents are very popular. Yeah, they have a lot of friends. <laughs> they have so many friends. They have way more friends than me. Like, I was just like with my mom sitting down making kind of like a mock, well, not mock, but like, like a tentative. Guest yeah, list. and like it, it straight up got to a hundred really quick. Yeah, and, and that's, that's just your side. What about that? His wasn't side? <laughs> that's not even including my personal friends. Yeah, I mean, you and Joe were on there, but like nobody none of my friends yeah so yeah (laughs) I'm in for it yeah so like they're expecting that they need to step up more too because it's both it's mostly for them at this point well your parents yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so that's kind of like the thing is like if and this is how I looked at it with my wedding too like if my parents wanted to invite people then they needed to be willing to like cover the contribute yeah Mm -hmm. of having those extra people yeah if it was just like if it was just the people I wanted I could have had a wedding for like 20 people or you know maybe 40 with Joe's family too but Mm -hmm. um oh yeah him yeah (laughs) but we did try to keep our wedding pretty small but we were still around I think like 80 85 people yeah Yeah, so and it felt small your wedding yeah we, we worked really hard to keep it as small as possible, but my parents did have people that they wanted me to include, and there's even, like, clients of theirs that I grew up with that I felt like I wanted to invite. Yeah, there's people that, like, you imagine them not being there on your wedding day, and that kind of hurts. Yeah. Like, that's that makes a difference. Like, they've been there your whole life. That's It's a big moment that you want them there for. Yeah, and there were a lot of people that were hard to, like, not invite. Mm-hmm. That I, Even looking back now, I was like, maybe I should have invited those people, and then there's even maybe some people who, and this was just last year, but that I haven't really talked to since the wedding. And I'm like, well, like, are they really that close with me? And right. Like, you know, but I don't regret it. It's just, yeah, I could have done things differently. One thing that like, I was, <laughs> I feel guilty for thinking about it, but like when I was deciding like who I wanted to invite, I was like, well, did they invite me to their wedding? And I'm like, that's petty. But, like, if I wasn't important to them, apparently they shouldn't be as important to me. Right. Which, like, it's not being petty. It's, like, realistic. Yeah, it is realistic. Like, you can't get butthurt if you didn't invite me to yours. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, you. there's absolutely that to consider. And, um, you know, there's also family that maybe you don't really, like, care for that much. But they're family and you have to invite like, you might have family that you don't really care for, but it's, like, do you invite them or not? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so you might have you might have friends who are closer than family and family that you're not so close to, but you might feel obligated to invite. Yeah, well, and then there's, like, those times where I get, a, like, a surprise invitation in the mail. I'm like, oh, I'm surprised they gave me an invitation. We're not that tight. Yeah, well, there are some people out there who just invite everybody they know. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. How? Well, they, they just not? might have, like, an unlimited budget, you know, so or, like, a budget that it doesn't matter how many people they invite, but when yeah. you're... what's that like? Yeah, <laughs> but when you do have a budget to work within, it is significant because your, your cost per person is, on average, around $300. Yeah. So every time you invite one person, it's going to be around $300 depending That's on how you insane. do your wedding. Yeah. And, and some people it's way more than that and some people can do it for less. Yeah. It's a gift. Yeah, that is but that is the average. Mhm. Yeah. So when I did my wedding, I set up like I had an Excel sheet and I had one page that was like family, one page that was friends, and then one page that was like would be nice to invite but not necessarily like essential to invite. And so I would 
I would move people over to that rather than just like deleting them all together so that I could go back and review it and see like if I wanted to change my mind on any of those people. Yeah. So it's, it can be hard, but the reason that you need to make your guesses early and you can expect that you'll have around 80% of people RSVP that they are coming and mm-hmm. that may be more or less depending on like how many people do you have that live across the country or out of the country mm-hmm. or, you know, those people are less likely to attend than if all, if all your guest list is people who live locally, you might yeah. have a higher percentage of people. I feel like you got lucky because you had your wedding on a holiday. <laughs> oh, yeah, Labor Day weekend. Yeah, so a lot of people couldn't make it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe by design. Yeah. <laughs> My parents kept asking, like, why is she having it on Labor Day? I'm like, I don't know. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, well, if you do have a lot of people from out of town, it is nice to have it on extended weekend. Because yeah, because they, they have, have the travel, day off. They get extra vacation time, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And we wanted people to, like, camp out and stay. And, you know, Joe has a lot of family from Washington and stuff like that. So that's why we did that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but... <laughs> Well, and that, I mean, I guess the whole guest list thing, it, it, your guest list varies. It has the biggest impact, I think, on your overall budget. So like the bigger the wedding, the bigger the budget. Yeah. So that's why RSVPing is super important too, which I, as a guest, am the worst. And I, I'm, I feel bad. I don't even think I RSVP'd to your wedding. Well, I, I knew you, you were coming. I know. I was in, I was in it, of yeah. course. But it is really important that you RSVP to people's weddings because yeah. like we had a wedding once where, and this was probably more, I think the bride and groom, like trying to save a buck, but really it backfired but they had 30 people show up that were not accounted for and they didn't have the rentals they needed. So there was no chairs, no forks, no plates, no glassware and no food. And so we ended up having to serve every bit of food that we had, including the food that we brought for our own staff to eat. That's embarrassing. Like if I were the bride in that wedding, I'd be embarrassed. Like what, that's not the experience that you want your guests to feel or the vendors like, I feel like that's just putting a curse on your marriage. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not the way to go. Like, if you want to reduce your budget by not accounting for people, just don't invite so many people. And we get a lot, like, we get... Reduce your expectations first. Yeah, we get inquiries sometimes of, like, uh, people who want to have a wedding for 300 people and their budget's, like, $6,000 for their catering. And it's, like, not realistic. So you have to be realistic about... Yeah, that's, who, like, what, a dollar a person... No, I'm not good at math. But. No, but it's not much. And <laughs> no. we've, had, we've had inquiries for like... I don't even like, know if you can give them hot dogs at that price. No, we've had inquiries that came out to like $2 a person before. And I'm like, you can't even talk about that. You really can't. Not in this economy. <laughs> no, and that was, in the, that was before the economy was yeah. on a downward spiral. But... Doom. Um, yeah, so be realistic. And like, so if you guys end up with like a 200 person list I already said I'm okay with hamburgers yeah well and I you mean, can expect 160 thing. guests and you can expect you know you can you can figure out like if this is the cost of the meal and the rentals and stuff like here's my cost per head and how much can I can I really afford yeah so so if you're if you're budgeting around $300 a person which I think for your wedding you're going to be under the average because you are willing to like go more casual. Mm-hmm. You may not do like a big cake or anything like that. You might do s'mores since it's at a Girl Scout camp and like mm-hmm. um, you may not even need rentals and that kind of thing. So your cost per person is going to be less, but 
on average, like I would use the average to kind of calculate how much you're going to spend per head and take your budget, divide it by that, and that's how many guests you can have. <laughs> and then you can invite 20% more than that because you can expect they're not going to come. That's a very specific formula. Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. You've got it perfected. <laughs> yes. So, And that's not including like booze. Well, or is it including booze? Um, well, that's the average. So it probably includes like maybe not a full bar, <laughs> but what a lot of people do are like a limited bar offering. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know... So what it, we'll have to figure out what the policy is at your yeah. uh, venue that you're looking at. And we'll talk more about that on our next episode after we do our venue visit. Policies. Yeah, we're going to talk about like what to ask your venue um, and like other things to think about and consider while you're doing your venue tours and deciding on what venue. But definitely starting with a place that can fit your guest count is important because you don't want to spend your time or other people's time touring venues that aren't going to work. Yeah, if it, if it's a venue that can only fit like 50 people, it's like, oh, well, I yeah. wasted a whole bunch of time. So it's important too to like start your planning early enough, not only so that you have your choice of vendors, but also so you have enough time to like send out your invitations, pre- preferably like a save the date even earlier mm-hmm. and then um get back RSVPs so you know what your actual guest count is going to be. And we ask our clients to have their counts to us a month in advance. So you put an RSVP date um, due back as by one month out from your wedding so you can finish your planning. Yeah, makes sense. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm just worried about what if I I forget someone or, like, miss someone? Yeah, well... (laughs) That's like a constant fear. Yeah, well, and that's <laughs> why it's important to, like, have your parents look over it. Have yeah. Have Jake and his parents look over it. Um, I'll be happy to look over it because I know a lot of your friends and stuff like I that. I don't have many. Yeah, just me. <laughs> 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 I feel it's, like you do have a fair amount of friends, though. Not close ones. <laughs> yeah, well. So how close do people need to be to make it on your guest list? Close really close I mean to me at least yeah because some people like I said earlier will just invite everybody they know no not me yeah so you want (laughs) you want to intimate and you want to be probably just surrounded by people who you enjoy spending time with right yeah yeah so that's something to ask yourself do I enjoy being around this person and if the answer is no then then don't invite them (laughs) it is your wedding and I think that if if you don't enjoy being around them, the likelihood is they might probably don't Straight enjoy up. being around you. So yeah, if you stress me out, nah. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, why would you even want to come? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like I have a lot of friends from like high school, and I'm like, I haven't talked to you in 10 years. Why would I? But like, you know, if you would have asked me in high school, I'm like, of course you'll be there. Yeah. You're going to be in it. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's just like the season of life. Like you yeah. move on to other chapters, and they do too, and they have their friends, and they probably aren't going to invite you to their wedding either. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of how a big measurement for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I'm glad I'm in, I'm putting in, in that category of, I mean, it, I, my feelings aren't hurt. Yeah. Here's a, here's one I think that applies to you specifically is like, uh-huh. when is it appropriate to invite your ex? Ooh, because I am going to invite mine. Yes. And I assume uh, sh- you would because your high school boyfriend mm-hmm. is like best friends with your dad. Yeah. They're like <laughs> super tight. Yeah. <laughs> So I think in a situation like that where it's like, you know, obviously Jake knows him. Yeah, like, they met. They're they're 
like cool. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that but, was like 20 years ago. So nobody cares. Yeah. But then there's other situations where it's like, obviously don't invite your ex. Like, yeah. Don't invite your ex. But in this circumstance, go ahead and invite them. Yeah. If you like, don't like hang out with yeah. your ex anymore and like, don't hang out with them with your spouse, then it's probably not important to invite them. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I mean, He's a pretty important person like, yeah. to my family. Mm-hmm. So my parents were at his wedding. So yeah. I th- I mean, with the parents going, that kind of, the invitation went to me, but I didn't go. Yeah. For me at that point, it was still too weird. Yeah. <laughs> but that was like a long time ago. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Or if you have children with your ex and then it might be important to invite them. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't apply to you, but it may sure apply doesn't. to other people. Yeah. Okay, so once you do have your guest list organized on, like, who your ideal people are that you're going to invite, then um, and then you send out your save the dates early, and then the next thing that you want to take into account when you're... Wait, wait, or late in, if you don't want them to come. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you are really trying to keep it small, but you feel just obligated, send them a month out. Yeah, if you feel obligated, I mean, just make it last minute and hope they already have plans. Yeah, but then yeah, but then it, I mean, it takes away from it being special. But I mean, if you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Well, and then it's like, do you send your save the dates early to the people you do want to come, and then if, if they you do know truly, about that, then it might not feel good to them. Yeah, that's true. If you do truly want everyone on your guest list to come. Send them out early. Yeah. And I think that if you feel that way about somebody on your guest list, that you would send it late to hope they don't come, but you don't want to hurt their feelings and you feel obligated to invite them. I think that you just don't invite uh, them. Yeah. I don't think the the list that we started, I don't think there's anyone on there that I'm like, man, I hope they don't come. There's yeah. ones where I'm like, I don't know if they're going to come, but I, sh- I need to invite them. Yeah. I'll be stoked if they do show up, Mm -hmm. but yeah, there's none on there that I'm like, no, I hope they don't come. Yeah, and I think you should still invite people that probably won't come. Yeah, Um, just because I want them to know. That you were thinking of them. Yeah, Yeah. I wanted them to be a part of the day. Yeah, totally. And I understand if they can't. Yes. (laughs) Uh, So when you do send out your actual invitations, you need to also consider your... um, your RSVP needs. So that means like what you, what information you need back from your guests. And then also like, how are you going to keep track of all this? I used a spreadsheet in my, um, and just in like Google sheets or whatever, but I also did family style. Of course we live in Google sheets. Yes, of course. (laughs) Um, but I did family style. So really I just needed to to know like how many people were coming from their party and you can do the same thing with a buffet. That's what I'm going to do is. Yeah. But if you're look at your family style meal though, and, and look at like, uh, is there options there for people who are gluten-free or vegetarian? And if there's not, are you going to offer like a vegetarian option? And if that is the case, then you need to make sure that there's like at least a checkbox that says like, or like a place for them to write in how many vegetarian meals that they need. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the, if you're doing plated, it's like a whole another nope. thing. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, you have to <laughs> Big whole no for me, but people do it, man. Yeah. You have to know what your meal options are going to be and you have to have them include that in their RSVP, which specific meal that they're going to choose. And then, um, you also have to know what table they're sitting at and all of that. So if you don't plan on like assigning um, seating to people, then 
you probably want to go with like a family style or buffet and not a plated option. Uh, but it, even if you are doing like a separate vegetarian option, it is, we serve that plated to people while mm-hmm. everyone else is doing like family style or whatever. Um, so it, we need to know like what table they're sitting at, but not necessarily what seat. But if you're doing plated, you have to map out every single seat. Yeah. What they're getting. We're talking about catering again. Yeah, <laughs> but, it, but it, catering is a huge part of a wedding. Well, it is, yeah, and it, that is something that you have to consider when mm-hmm. you're sending out your invitations to your guest list, and Absolutely. then you have yeah, to track usually their choices. And when a lot of times people put on their invitation, do you want chicken or fish or whatever? Yeah, they, yeah. So, so, but if you are doing family style, don't put an option other than if you need a vegetarian selection because if you if you if you do that and then you serve. Uh, Family style, the the family style isn't served, like, differently for every table. Every table, like, when we do it gets, like, most tables have eight people, and we do six portions of one protein, six portions of the other protein, so there's 12 in total, mm-hmm. so that if someone takes, like, one uh, of each or something or like that. Or someone doesn't want one. Or yeah, something. there's always enough for everybody, and that's how we do buffet, too, so anytime it's, like, a free option for people to take like more than one portion it's not pre-portioned like with plated Mm -hmm. then we we increase the portions so that there's enough for everybody and we've been using that formula and it works really great but if you have like a table of eight and like seven other people wanted the beef and one person wanted the chicken then there's where you run into an issue with Mm -hmm. family style that's true yeah so no it's important (laughs) to know when to ask for that information and when to not Oh, yeah, definitely. And I feel like um, when it comes to a guest list that I think a lot of people know, I mean, they know the people on their on their list. Mm -hmm. So they know like, oh, that person's like a hardcore vegan. I'm going to have to like accommodate Mm -hmm. that on my mind specifically. I think they'll be all okay with hamburgers. Yeah. (laughs) And then um, like there might be a few here or there, but like, you know who you're feeding. Yeah. For the most part. Unless they're just on some random, like, new diet that they just started. But, like, right. they have to expect that they got to figure it out, too. Yeah. Well, and there's <laughs> a certain limit, too, of, like, what you should accommodate and what you should just, like, okay, if they're that restricted, then they will probably bring their own food. Yeah. Well, I used to be a hardcore vegan. And I, when I would go to places, I would bring my own food. Mm-hmm. I always carried around my own dressing in my purse like a psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Like an absolute psycho. But yeah, I mean, I feel like if people have really, really restrictive diets, they're understanding that like not everyone's going to be prepared for what your body is used to. Yeah. (laughs) So knowing your guests is important. Then here's another thing is children. Oh, gosh. So do you invite children or do you not invite children? That's a hard one. That came to mind because I was thinking like, oh, special meals. We get asked about like kids menus all the Mm -hmm. time. But I always tell people like either they're small enough that they're going to either pick off their parents' plates or their parents are going to bring something for them or they're big enough to eat the the menu that's served. And if you do it family style, that's the easiest because then you don't have to worry about like extra portions or whatever. Yeah, I know. That's one thing I was thinking about. Like, kids, man, you got to count them as a whole nother mouth, too, even though. Yeah, I mean, in your case, they're going to probably eat a hamburger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, even though you know that they only eat two bites of the whole thing, you still got to count them as a mouth. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> so, are you inviting kids to yours? 
probably. I mean, he's got so many nieces and nephews, I, I can't not have kids there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but luckily, I feel like most of our friends and family, like, their kids are grown. Mm-hmm. So it would just be, like, his nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. for the most part, and your kids. Yeah. And Riley really wants to be a flower girl, by the way. I'm and sure. Finn would Get like in to, line. Finn would like to be a flower boy. Get <laughs> flower boy he, he specifically requested it so Aww, he'd probably be good at it yeah you can have like <laughs> 10 flower children it's fine well yeah the wedding my cousin um ashley got married last weekend and she had i think three or four flower girls oh yeah yeah so he's got two nieces who've been begging since um, the day i met them <laughs> to be a flower. i'm not even exaggerating i met them when they were camping and they asked if we we're getting married and one of them said she wants to be a flower girl and the other one heard that and she's like well i want to be a flower girl That's that's adorable. So, <laughs> so I got, apparently I have three flower girls already. Yeah, well, and he has nephews, too, that might yeah. want to be involved. Yeah, I don't know if they would, honestly. Well, I mean, maybe. if they don't want to, then that makes it probably easier for I you. Feel, I feel like his nephews, they're kind of shy. Yeah. I mean, some of them, they're shy in front of big crowds. Yeah. So, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we just had our, our kids at our wedding, no other children. I wish I just could have my cat as a ring bearer, but... He's scared of big crowds also. Yeah, he just run off with the ring. Oh, no. <laughs> that would not be good. No. <laughs> right I guess up a you tree. could put a leash on him. Oh, man. That would... No, I've seen his ass get out of harnesses. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. So, also going along with, like, knowing, like, your the needs of your guests. So, we talked a little bit about, like, people who need to be vegetarian or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also allergies to consider. But also, you need to consider... Like, if you have any, like, alter-abled guests that are coming, like, making yes. sure that your venue can accommodate them. Our venue didn't have an elevator before we put one in, and I know that the um, the previous owner that ran weddings in our space, she, like, had one of those, like, chairlift things that went up the stairs. She did? Yeah. It On wasn't here side? when we got here, though. Oh, okay. Um but, I mean, and she also mentioned, oh, yeah, but sometimes people would just carry them up. And I'm like, I don't know. That feels, like, maybe a little bit, like, extreme. So don't well, try to. Well, and also unsafe. Yeah. I wouldn't try to, like. Put it on them to figure out how to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. Make that sure seems... that your venue is going to be comfortable and accommodating. And I kind of feel like that might be a little embarrassing even. Like, yeah. having to be carried upstairs. So. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine, like, uh, say, for instance, me and Jake got married here and his grandparents could not make it up those stairs yeah. at all. That's and why we put the elevator. His grandpa in. would never let anyone carry him. Oh my god, he would beat you with a cane if you tried <laughs> to pick him up. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Or uh, if it's like a rocky terrain, yeah. even if it's outdoors was, or like on the same like yeah. level, it has to be accessible. Yeah. If you have people who need access. That was kind of my biggest concern when we were considering having the wedding on your farm mm-hmm. was my with, you know, with the older people in my family. I don't think they would be able to make it out to, to that. the forest. Yes. Well, your parents can just bring their side by side and drive people back and forth. True. <laughs> <laughs> we could set up a hayride. <laughs> we've got multiple multiple friends that have those side by sides everyone bring them over (laughs) just have a fleet of them (laughs) jake's grandpa's out there (laughs) he would honorary old man Uh (laughs) what do you do if someone you didn't invite this is every probably bride's worst nightmare what if they confront you (laughs) 
I don't How come know. I wasn't invited? Ooh, it makes me uncomfortable thinking about it. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it takes a certain kind of person to, like, Say do that. that. Those people exist. They do exist. And Unfortunately. I, I think that you just have to have, like, a, um, a mild and understanding response and just say, like, for for it's not realistic to invite everybody and that's just the fact of the matter is that mm-hmm. you unless you have a lot of wealth and you have a budget that you can yep. have as many people as you want or even if you do and you just want to keep it to like people who you're very close with I think it's okay to say that say hey our budget didn't allow us to invite more people or I, we really wanted to keep this super intimate, and I'm sorry that you felt left out. You know? <laughs> or my co- confrontational ass would probably be like, when was the last time you reached out and talked to me? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen you in 10 years. You want me to invite you? Well, people who, yeah, people who <laughs> haven't talked to you in 10 years and then expect to be invited to your wedding should know better. Yeah, they should. <laughs> but there are those weirdos that are like, uh, for some reason, expecting the world to, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they just have really high egos of themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and there's people out there they like exist. that. And, I mean, if that's their personality, though, then it shouldn't be as hard to say, like, sorry. But <laughs> Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm good, fam. Yeah. Um, what about, I thought, what I thought you were going to say is, um, what if people show up to your wedding without having been invited? Oh, no, that's also another nightmare yeah wedding crashers but like but that's like a logistical nightmare too because like you didn't plan for them and shame on them for doing that in the first place or people who you did invite but didn't rsvp and then show up anyways and sometimes that that happens happens, but because i'm that person (laughs) yeah but it's usually like a small amount of people yeah And, and usually it's not a big deal like with our with our catering, we always, like, have a few extra, like, plates and stuff like that. So if we did have to do that. But if it happens too much, somebody's going hungry. Right. Or somebody's standing during the ceremony. Exactly. Or something. Something. Yeah. <laughs> so especially, like, the wedding I mentioned earlier where there was 30 extra people, they were not at a venue where it's like, oh, let me pull a couple more chor- chairs out of storage. 30 people is noticeable. That's that, a lot of people. That's not a um, mistake that people just didn't 30 people that might be understandable if it was a 500 person wedding and 30 people showed up without rsvp but it was only like 120 people or something and 30 that's like 30 percent of your of people just showed up without an rsvp yeah that's not a surprise they knew about that yeah i feel like they had to have but anyways um (laughs) so and they were out of they were out of private residence, so there was no extra chairs. They ended up pulling, we ended up pulling silverware and stuff out of the house that they were at. And it wasn't their house. It was I'm like so a friend. I'm so uncomfortable thinking about this. Yeah. Well, and then, of course, <laughs> that silverware got mixed in with the rental silverware, and, like, it became a whole Hot thing. Hot mess. Yeah, it became a whole thing. And, like, we made it work, but, like, people were at picnic tables. There wasn't enough room for everybody, and it felt you know, it felt disjointed. We were scrambling last minute to make it work. And that's our job too, is to try to like solve problems, but that's a problem that should have been avoided. Absolutely. It just reminds me of like when you invite people over to just like a dinner party at your house and you don't, and like, you don't expect as many people to show up and like they're sitting on beanbag chairs Mm -hmm. and (laughs) eating (laughs) off of 
paper plates and <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah sorry you can't sit with everybody else because yeah. I didn't know you were coming <laughs> yeah uh what a nightmare yeah <laughs> thank god I don't have a ton of friends it <laughs> doesn't happen to me <laughs> um, yeah so those are a lot of things that should be considered when you're putting together your guest list and then that is something that you should do kind of as one of those like Mm -hmm. initial planning things that you're doing it's something that you've started even though you haven't gotten engaged I don't have the ring but like we're there yeah (laughs) we're I mean you are at the beginning of your wedding planning process um a side note you know what's funny mm -hmm. I was talking to my mom and I was like well apparently my dad they never proposed to each other. Oh, really? Yeah, they just kind of did what they me They just and, decided to get married. Yeah, that's kind of what me and Jake are doing. Just, like, they started planning, and, yeah. like, then a wedding happened. <laughs> and then they were married. Yeah. And then they had like, you. Uh, no, sorry. I'm a bastard. <laughs> I was at the wedding. Oh. <laughs> I forget about that. I was two it's, years old. My kids were at Oh, yeah, that's too. true. You have bastards yourself. <laughs> Little bastards. I mean, are they still bastards if we're married now? Yes. There you are. I'm forever a bastard. That's dumb. Kara's not a bastard. Just me. <laughs> Same with my sister. I, that's me. why I told, and that's kind of why I want, you know, to be married first. I, don't, I was a bastard. <laughs> I don't know. But that's funny because, like, your parents fashion. are, like, still together, whereas, like, a lot of people's parents, yeah, maybe they were married when they had you, but they're not together anymore. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that either. I'm no. not judging, but <laughs> I think divorce is always a positive thing if it'll make the couple If everyone's happy. Better. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if it brings there's, you happiness, there's too, no thing. reason to stay in toxic situations. Absolutely, yeah, I understand that marriage is like a huge commitment mm-hmm. to the other person, but if it's going to make you both miserable for the rest of your life and make your children miserable and people around you, then it's not something that you should stick with. Do everyone a favor. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what made me bring that up. But. Yeah. So once you get engaged, uh, you can start looking around at venues, but make sure that you're considering how many people you might have in reality um, and what the needs of those people are before you make a commitment to a venue. And that is this episode of the Wedding Tea Podcast. Follow us on Instagram um, at Wedding Tea Podcast, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Wedding Tea Podcast. <laughs> um, send us an email with, I don't know, your wedding nightmare or <clears throat> questions or whatever the heck <laughs> at what is it the I always forget it's hello at the our, the wedding tea podcast <laughs> hello at the wedding tea podcast dot com <laughs> and these are your bridesmaids signing out we'll chat with you later love you so much <laughs>